Hey everyone, this is Jamie Austin, pastor of Woodlake Church. Thank you so much for listening today. If you'd like to know more about Woodlake, head on over to woodlake.church and enjoy this message. Amazing. Thank you so much, Woodlake. And uh, it is so good to be here. Um, a massive thank you to Pastor Jamie and Jen. And uh, I know Jamie and Jen a long time. You guys come over uh, to work in Dublin and to work uh, at our youth camp many, many years ago. And we had a great time. And uh, I just love this couple so much. Um, uh, it's so good to be here. It really is. It's a privilege. It's an honor. And uh, I'm so grateful to have this uh, time with you to be able to share what God has been doing in my heart and doing in Dublin. Um, and, and I believe God has put a word in my heart for you. I really do. Um, I, I believe God has, has, has put a word in my heart for you. This also, not only is it Missions Week, um, I know you know, most of you know this weekend is St. Patrick's weekend. And uh, so it's great that you have an Irishman on St. Patrick's weekend. Uh, there's two types of people in the world this weekend. There are those who are Irish and those who wish they are Irish. Uh, I know what camp I'm in, and uh, I, I hope you're all in my camp as well, because it's good to be Irish this weekend. Um, but yeah, it's, it's good also to be able to share on this week as you're kicking off Bridge Builders and the whole emphasis being on missions, because let's be honest, that's what it's about, isn't it? As church, that's what it's about. It's about the mission. It's about the, the mission that God has given us. Jesus said to his disciples to go into all of the world to preach the gospel, the gospel being the good news. We are good news people. Woodlake, you're good news people. And so when you go into the world, your workplace, your family, your homes, your communities, when you go across the oceans to Ireland or to Philippines or wherever it is that God has called you or God is sending you, we get to bring good news. And I don't know about you, but in, in my world, in Dublin, in Ireland, we need to hear good news. There's too much bad news in the world, isn't there? There's too much bad news on our news stations. There's too much bad news when we open up the papers. There's too much bad news when we get into the gossip. And I know you guys would never do that. You're, you're, you're real Christians in this place. But you know when you, you, get, you find yourself chatting and talking, it's like, why am I tearing that person down? Why am I listening to that? And, it's, and it's, it weighs down on you, doesn't it? The bad news, we are good news people. We go into the world bringing good news. And Jesus said, discipling people, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And so this morning, I want to encourage you. And I also want to challenge you, amen? It's good to be challenged in church. I want to encourage you, and I want to challenge you to keep going, to keep doing what you're doing, to keep plowing, to keep serving, to keep sharing, to keep getting behind the vision of Pastor Jamie and Jen, to be bridge builders, to bring the gospel, to bring the goodness of Jesus Christ into our world. A little bit about myself before I, got, before I get into it. Uh, as as uh, Jordan said, my name is Des. Um, I am married to a wonderful, wonderful woman called Judith. Um, she is a passionate, passionate follower of Jesus. Um, she is also passionate about missions, passionate about the church, 
passionate about God, passionate about family. Um, she's passionate about me as well to a degree, but I think she's more passionate about God. And, and you know what? I love that about her. I love the passion she has for God. Uh, we have two amazing children. Um, I know I'm biased, but they are amazing. Uh, Jack, is, uh, nine, or Jack is 11, sorry, and Kiva is, Kiva is nine years of age. And uh, Kiva is an Irish name. I'm going to spell Kiva for you. So Kiva, you'd probably think Kiva is spelled K-E-V-A. Kiva is spelled C-A-O-I-M-H-E. So that's how we spell Kiva in Irish. And you're like, what? That's... And so if she was over here when she was over here and, and her name was on little tags when she's going to uh, some, uh, kids' church, when we visited churches, everyone would call her Kiomia. Kiyo... Oh, no, it's Kiva, Kiva. So M-H in Irish is, is a V sound. So that's why, anyway, um, I pastor, uh, I help pastor and lead Two great churches, St. Mark's in the city, Pastor Sean Malarkey, um, also heads up the Assemblies of God in Ireland, um, and he's the, the senior pastor in St. Mark's, and I co-pastor with him, and then myself and my wife Judith, we have started a church in the south of Dublin, the suburb of Dublin, this is where your team is going to come, and I see Bethany over there, and thank you so much to Bethany and Stephen for hosting me last night, and a great meal, and your team is coming over to the south of Dublin to one of our, our church plants to help with our kids' work uh, this, this coming summer, and we're so grateful. Um, I would love to, you know, I really would love to share more of my testimony, but I really felt God has put a few things on my heart for you, um, and, and I, I, my, my testimony is a miracle, and again, I know all of our testimony is a miracle, but I, I, I'm, I pinched myself during the worship, I was just like, I was starting to tear up because I was just so grateful for where God has brought me. Um, I, I remember like where I grew up um, and how I grew up, I didn't grow up in a Christian home, I grew up in what society would call a broken home, um, my mom and dad separated, my dad was an alcoholic and a gambler and very physical in the wrong sense with my mum, and he would be, he'd be, he'd throw his fists whenever he got angry and stuff, and and she separated from him, she raised six of us, and we were in a single parent family, and uh, bless her, she'd done her best, she absolutely loved us, but she had six kids who were a bit feral, and I was one of them, and probably the, probably the, the, the most feral of them all, and um, like on, on, our, on our street of, we live in a council estate, I don't know what you guys call it, it's like a project or something, but it's a council area, do you know I mean, um, social housing and, and, and stuff, and on my road of 52 houses, four of my friends um, before 21 uh, died because of alcoholism, uh, drug addiction, and suicide, and uh, I, I would have been I get upset to think of my best friend, Paul. I would have been one of those statistics if it wasn't for missions, if it wasn't for bridge builders, if it wasn't for missionaries. My, my story coming to God originates in Oklahoma, and that's what I love about coming back to Oklahoma, because my story originates here because of a great missionary couple called Gary and Wilma Davidson, who, who left this, this, state, this great state over 40 years ago, and they were good news people, and they brought good news to my family, and they brought good news to my area, and, uh, and, and God has been so good, and I'm going to share a little bit more about that, but when it comes to missions, and it comes to things of God, I believe there's, there, sometimes we can underestimate what God is doing, and so here's, the, there's three things I want to challenge you and encourage you, to not underestimate God, we, we shouldn't underestimate what God can do in your life, and through your life, and I know there's people here, and you may feel insignificant, and you may feel overlooked, and I want to encourage you, you are perfect, in the perfect place for God to do something miraculous. Because God chooses those of us who are overlooked and those of us who are insignificant to do the most miraculous things in this world. Because then he gets the glory. 
He gets all of the glory. And, and, and it's right, we sung about it. He gets the glory, amen? And so we give him all the glory for all that he's going to do. Here's one of the things that we underestimate. Don't underestimate the power of a seed that is planted in faith. I had the privilege of speaking this week, and I've spoke there three times now, in a place called Hayworth, uh, Oklahoma. Hands up here. Anyone hear of Hayworth? Anyone know where Hayworth is? So there you go. There's like a handful of people. A handful of people know where Hayworth is. Hayworth is, it's, it's near the, the border of Texas, isn't it, Steve? It's near the border of Texas. And, and you're driving, if you blink, you've missed it. It's like, I mean, honestly, if you just blink, it's like, oh, I need to turn back. It's, it's back that way. It's tiny. Why, why I love Hayworth and why I love getting to preach, I got to preach in Hayworth about five years ago. Um, Hayworth was the, the church that Gary and Wilma Davidson pastored in the, over 40 years ago when they were called to missions. And this small little community, this tiny little church, if you blink, they sent a missionary couple to Ireland. And this small seed that they planted had an impact, and I am not exaggerating, on thousands upon thousands upon thousands of lives. Gary and Wilma Davidson came and they established Teen Challenge in Ireland, a drug rehabilitation program. So many young people who were addicted to heroin, who were addicted to crack cocaine, who were addicted to so, so many of my friends came to faith through Teen Challenge. Their lives were restored. Their lives were given back to them. They came into a relationship with God. They heard how God loved them and God transformed their lives. And it's amazing. And this all began in a small little tiny community that even in Oklahoma, nobody knows where it is. And, and, and also they came and they planted a church, St. Mark's Church. This, this church became a church planting church. And so St. Mark's Church has planted other churches. At the moment we have a, we have a St. Mark's family network and so we have St. Mark's City, St. Mark's South, St. Mark's uh, D24. It's, there, there's a Catholic church in the Tala area that's called St. Mark's so we just have to call it D24 which is the area code. We have St. Mark's um, Rescue Church which is a Polish community. We have a church in Poland that we're helping support, St. Mark's in Poland. And we, have a, we started a few years ago a missions church in the Philippines. And this all began, and then that's not, all t- that's not talking about the churches that went and planted, like Liberty Church, Pastor Noel Kenny, uh, Open Arms, Pastor PJ Boot, who have turned their churches, have gone on to plant churches. And this all began by one small seed that was planted over 40 years ago in Oklahoma, from, from Hayward, Oklahoma. And so I wanted, in, in, the, in this idea of missions, don't underestimate. You might think, I only have a little bit. Don't underestimate the little bit that you have that you place in God's hands because we serve a miracle-working God. We serve a God who is almighty and all-powerful and knows the beginning from the end. And he knows the little that you have. And you're going, I don't have much. He says, put it in my hands. Submit your life to me. And I will take that and I will do something miraculous And so we shouldn't underestimate the power of seeds that are planted. The second thing that I believe we don't underestimate is the power of prayer. And again, I love the fact that we're sending a team over to Ireland to bless. And and, and not everyone in this room is going on that team. But everyone in this room can pray for that team. Everyone in this room can, can get behind this team and pray for this team. I'm standing here because of the power of prayer. Over uh, 25 years ago... I want to show you, I don't know if, it's, if it can go put it on screen. This is a newsletter from St. Mark's Church um, over, uh, uh, this was in July 1996. And I want to focus in on, on number eight. If you, if, you, if you can see number eight, it says Linda, that's my mum. She had come to faith. 
um, she, was, she was a wreck. Honestly, she had attempted suicide. She was struggling with loads of different things. And she came to faith in True St. Mark's Church. Linda wants to acknowledge and thank God for his continuing love, grace, and mercy in her life. And would ask for prayer, especially for God to reveal himself in a mighty way to her son, Desmond. Yeah, I don't know, and Irish moms always give you the full name. Is that the same in Oklahoma? You get the full name. It's like, and if, and if you're in trouble, you get the Desmond. The, the last bit of name gets higher, and you knew that tone, I'm in trouble. I don't know what I'd done, but I was always in trouble. Who was 18 years of age. My mom was praying for me at this time, and she was praying for all of her children. But she was praying particularly for me because I was, in a, I was on a dark road. I was on a very... Uh, very low point in my life. I was uh, struggling with drugs and, and struggling with, with, with depression. Um, and, and to everyone outside, I looked great. I mean, uh, you, you put the mask on. I don't know if you, you just put the mask on and, every, and everyone, you think everything's great and stuff and you're doing drugs and all this stuff. But inside I was torn apart and inside I was really hurting and really broken. And, and I remember like, so two years before this, my mom had come to faith and for my 16th birthday, she'd given me a Bible. And I was so angry because for my brother's 16th birthday, they were, my mum wasn't a Christian when they were 16 and so she went to the off-license. I don't know if you guys have off-license. She went to the off-license where you get drink, the liquor store. And, and she got drink and they had, we had a big party for their 16th birthdays. My mum became a Christian, so for my 16th birthday, I got a Bible. And I was like, what the heck, this is not on. And, and I, I, I got the Bible and I flung it against the wall. And I said, I don't want your effing Bible. And I, and, and I didn't use the, I used the full word. I don't want your effing Bible. What the F is going, like honestly, I was so angry and the Bible burst against the wall. My mom began to cry. And I, I, I mean, I'm really sorry that I'd done that, but this is where I was at. I was so angry. But when she left the room, I actually remember looking at the Bible and the cover torn off. And I was like, I shouldn't have done that. Even though I didn't grow up in a Christian culture. I didn't, I mean, we didn't have the Bible. We were never encouraged to read the Bible. It just wasn't a thing. But I just knew something in me was like, you shouldn't have done that. And so I actually got it and I sellotaped it. And years later, I used that same Bible when I went through Bible college. Um, and I just, I love the fact, but my mom never stopped praying for me. She never stopped praying for me. She never stopped encouraging me. She never stopped sharing the gospel with me, even though I was like, I don't want to hear about it. Do you mean you, and she had these tracts all over. Like You guys used to send over biblical tracts. They ended up in my cornflakes because when I'd pour out the cornflakes, a tract would fall out, John 3, 16. And I'd be like, what the heck? Like, honestly, it's just like everywhere you, everywhere you were. Like you go to the bathroom and there'd be Bible verses and you'd, go to the, you'd watch the TV and there'd be little Bible verses on the TV and stuff. And it was just... But she never stopped praying for me. And, and this six months, that prayer was prayed. That was on July 1996, in the back of a newsletter that actually you guys helped support through Bridge Builders that, to, to, to supply uh, literature and, and uh, newsletters. Gary Davidson was telling me this in Bibles to St. Mark's Church and other churches like that. And so six months after that prayer request, I gave my life to Jesus. Six months after my mum put that prayer request in and a group of women in the church began to pray for me. And you know, I can remember when I came to church uh, that first time, I, I started coming to church through the football team. I was big into football and uh, soccer, you guys call it, but we call it football because you use your feet. I mean, what you guys call football, you use your hands, but I'm not going to get into that. Like, I, I want to be culturally sensitive here. And, and, and I also know, Pastor Jamie was telling me, most of you are probably packing, so I'm not going to upset anyone. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to be very careful who I slag and who I annoy here because I don't want to end in a shallow grave in Oklahoma. <laughs> I love my family. I want to go home. 
Um, but we, we have real football. You use your feet. But anyway, I love football. And, and my junior team was disbanding. And, and I can remember my, the local football team that wanted me to join with them. But two of the guys on the team I knew were dealers. One, de- one was uh, dealing heroin and one was dealing in, in like soft drugs. <laughs> I, I call it soft drugs. People laugh at this because this is what I used to take. Ecstasy, acid, speed, all of those drugs. Um, and, and so... Uh, and, and I'd sort of pulled away from that for, for a while. And I was like, I don't want to go, I don't go down that road. But then the other team that wanted me to join that I found out was, a, was St. Mark's had a football team. And I was like, I don't want to join a Christian team because they're going to be rubbish. I genuinely thought they're like, like, if I'm playing football, I want to win. And I just thought a Christian team is, my idea of Christians was like Ned Flanders. I don't know if you know the Simpsons. So I just thought like, it'd be like, Oakley Doakley, brother, you have the ball. No, bless you. You have it. No. And I'm like... I just did not want to join the Christian team because I was like, they're going to be rubbish. I want to, I go out, if I go out to play, my wife still says to this day, Des, when you're playing sport, you're not a Christian. <laughs> like, uh, Jesus still loves me. <laughs> that's about grace. But like, I'm, I'm out to win. Do you know what I mean? I'm sorry. That's, uh, you're just there to win. And so, but I joined this team and they were actually a really good football team. And half of them were made up of Christians, half not Christians. And, and, and I, I came to faith through the, through the football team. But what I want to encourage you, don't underestimate the power of seeds that are planted. Don't underestimate the power of prayer. And I need to hurry up, guys. So, um, uh, and the third one is don't underestimate the power of obedience. And I think this is the most important one because I think this is where a lot of us fall down sometimes. I remember when I came to faith, and I, I, I went to Bible college. Six months after I was a Christian, I found myself in Bible college. Not because I wanted to be a pastor. I, I, I genuinely, I had, I, I had time on my hands. I've been thrown out of so many schools and stuff. And, and I remember my pastors encouraged me to go to Bible college because I was hungry for God. Do you know when you were hungry? And I, was, I found myself at every meeting, every small group, every home group. I just wanted to know this Jesus. And so I found myself in Bible college. And I remember in Bible college, I asked Gary Davidson a question because there was men in my life who were passionate about Jesus and they were in, in the church. And then there was men in my life who weren't as passionate do you know what I mean? They'd come to church on Sunday, but then they'd be out clubbing at the weekends as well. And, and, and I just was so frustrated and confused, going, how can there be such a difference? Because for me, these guys, they were all in the same room. We're all under the same teaching. We all come forward at the same prayer times. We all go to the same home groups, life groups. But yet some of them were on fire and passionate about Jesus and, and had the mission of Christ in their hearts. And I said, Gary, what is the difference? Why is the difference? He said, that's a great question. Why don't you go away and do some research and come back and tell me what you find. And so I did. I went and researched. Why are some people on fire for God? And I came up with those three answers that I came up with. The men and women who were on fire for God walked with God. It wasn't just a Sunday morning thing. It wasn't just about coming to church and ticking a box. They loved Jesus on Monday as much as they loved Jesus on, on Sunday. They loved Jesus on Wednesday as much as they loved Jesus on Sunday. They walked with God. They were walking with God. Do you know what? It's, 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 it's amazing that I can, I can tell you who you're walking with. I can tell you where you're going in life. The people you walk with will determine where you're walking to. I want to be someone who walks with God. I want to be someone who is walking with God on a daily basis. And do you know what I found out about these guys? The more I watched them as they walked with God on a daily basis, the more, they walk, the more you walk with Jesus, the more you walk like Jesus the more you sound like Jesus, the more you love like Jesus. Because it's not just a Sunday morning thing. It's an everyday thing. It's I have given my life 
to Jesus. And when I gave my life to Jesus, I knew what I was doing. I knew I was going to have to turn my back on an old lifestyle. And that was leading me down dark roads anyway. And so I knew I was, again, when it comes to sport, I'm all in. When it comes to whatever, I'm all in. So I'm not going to be this person that goes like, well, I'll just test it out. I was like, I knew I needed to give him my whole heart and my whole life. And these guys walked with God and they walked with him and they, and they loved him. The second thing that they, they, that they did was they listened to God. You see, when you walk with God, you position yourself to be able to hear from God. I don't know about you, if you ever go for a walk with someone, um, we, we live near the coast, uh, the Irish Sea, and my wife loves the, the coast, and so we'd go for a walk down a pier called Dunleary uh, Pier, and, and we'd walk down the pier. Now, when we're walking together, we're walking together. Like, we're, we're, she's right beside me, and we're going to have our conversation. Can you imagine if I was walking with my wife, Judith, and then I left her over here, and I start began to walk all over here. I'm like, you all right there, Judith? How's it going? And, and we can't hear each other anymore. And it's the same when you're walking with God. You've positioned yourself to be able to hear from God. There's two types of Christians. There's Christians who can hear about God, and there's Christians who hear from God. I want to be a Christian who hears from God. I, I love the fact that, that you have amazing pastors, Jamie and Jen. I love the fact that I've met some of your leadership team, and they love Jesus, and they love you. And I love the fact that they love God's word, and they study God's word, and they, and they get up and they preach God's word. But if that's all you're hearing from God... Can I, can I just put it this way? And I, don't, I don't mean to be rude or, or whatever. If, if you're just hearing from Pastor Jamie, what you're receiving is regurgitated food. Because he's studying the word of God and he's praying into it and he's spending hours and hours because I know how long it takes to put, prepare word of God. And he's anguishing over it and he's trying to, trying to narrow it into, God, what have you got to say? Because I don't want to get this wrong. I want to speak your word today. And then he gets up and he delivers it. And he's chewed it up and it's been in him and it's coming out of him. But you know what? That's just, for, that's like, if, we, if that's all we're getting, we're babies, aren't we? Because that's what we do, for, that's what I'd done for my children when I was little. I'd get the food and I'd chew it up because it was too tough for them. And I'd chew it up and then I'd go like, there you go, Jack. But Jack grew up. He's 11 now. If I do that now, he's going to go, get away from me, you weirdo. <laughs> Stop chewing my food. You don't, I mean, and so I want to encourage you that we, we, can, we, can, we can hear about God or we can hear from God. We can talk about God or we can talk to God. I want to be someone who hears from God and talks with God. The third thing that separated these guys that were passionate about mission, passionate about Jesus, and they were all in was that they were obedient. They obeyed. Hebrews 11 says this of, of, of uh, Abraham. By faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place he would later receive as his inheritance, obeyed and went, even when he did not know where he was going. I don't know about you, I, I like to have a plan. <laughs> God said to Abraham, I want you to go here. Okay, where are we going, God? I'll tell you when we get there. Oh, God, I'm not sure about that. Jesus to the disciples, what did he say to them? Follow me. Follow me. Where are we going, Jesus? Follow me. Why are we going across the lake, Jesus? Follow me. Why, why, why are we leaving the five? I mean, the, the, Jesus was preaching to the 5,000, and then it said he would, would withdraw to the, to, the, to the quieter places. I'd be like, Jesus, we have a crowd here. I mean, let's build something. Let's, let's go. And Jesus is going to follow me. Now it's time to withdraw. Now it's time to advance. Now it's time to rest. Now it's time to go here. And, and, this, this, and they obeyed. 
They obeyed by faith. Gary and Wilma Davidson over 40 years ago obeyed and went to a place that they had no idea where they were going. A completely different culture. A place that, that, that was just so different, but yet so alike. There's the relationships, the, the family and stuff, but yet there was just differences. But they obeyed and they went. Do you know, with myself and my wife, Judah, and I don't know if you guys do this, like pre-marriage courses. So anyone getting married in the church, we, we encourage them to do a pre-marriage course. And so part of the pre-marriage course, uh, we, we, we talk about the love language. You know the five love languages and stuff? And uh, like it's just, I, I always joke that like the five love languages, men's five love languages is touch, 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 and touch, and touch. <laughs> and it's like, uh, yeah, people laugh. And then other people get upset that I say that. And I'm like, I'm sorry, not. Um, <laughs> need to get a sense of humor. Anyway, do you know what God's love language is? Obedience. Jesus said that, if you love me, you will obey me. If we, if we love Jesus, you know, we can love Jesus and we can put our hands up in, in, in church and say, Jesus, I love you. I'm all for you. And then we go out of here and we live our life the way we want to live our life. We don't love Jesus. We love the service and that's okay. And we love the experience of worship and that's okay. But there's so much more. There's so much more that God has for all of us in this place. If we love him, we will obey him. And can I just encourage you? God is just, I, I sometimes think, Jesus, you're crazy. Because some of the things he asks you to do just is so left field. It's so like, do you know, I remember God putting on my heart, uh, like when I was out doing shopping, uh, like my grocery shopping, and God put my neighbor on my heart. And, and I just felt God wanted me to buy my neighbor a big shop. Now, where we lived, I mean, it's, uh, thank God, I, like, I'm not in poverty anymore. God is, God, when you come to Jesus, actually lifts you out of poverty, doesn't he? Not just spiritually, but physically. And, and so my neighbor doesn't need me to buy a shop. I just felt to buy, buy her a shop. And so I, I eventually gave in and obeyed. And I went and bought the shop. And, and I drove back and I knocked in four doors down, uh, Morris and Claire. And Claire answered the door and said, Claire, this is going to sound mad, um, but... Like, I know you know I'm a Christian, I know you know I'm a pastor, and I was up doing my shop, and I felt God put you on my heart, and I just, I felt God wants me to buy you this shopping, and uh, it's not that you need the shopping, so please don't be offended, but what I felt was God wants me to give you this shopping, because he wants you to know that it's going to be okay, but she just began to tear up, and she just began to cry, and she says, Des, I've just got such bad news this week from the doctor regarding cancer, and I'm just so afraid. And this has just blessed me. And John, again, from in the natural point of view, you're going, that's mad. I'm not, you mean, I'm not good. But God was just putting on my heart. And so I just want to encourage you to be obedient to what God is putting on your heart. And you know what else? You know what happens then? This is the final point. God blessed them. You see, when we walk with God, when we listen to God, when we obey God, God blesses you. God blesses you. Let me read all of this bit of Hebrews 11 about Abraham. By faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place he would later receive as inheritance, he obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he was going. By faith, he made his home in the promised land, like a stranger in a foreign country. He lived in tents. When I read this, I'm, I'm actually just visualizing Gary and Wilma Davidson, as did Isaac and Jacob, who were heirs with him of the same promise. For he was looking forward to a city of found, with, with foundations whose architect and builder was God. And by faith, even Sarah, who was past childbearing age, was unable to bear children because she considered him faithful who had made the promise. 
And this is verse 12, Hebrews 11. And so from this one man, and he as good as dead, maybe you feel too old in this place, from this one man, and he as good as dead, came descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as countless as the sand on the seashore. On the seashore. You see, when we sow a seed in faith, God will bless it and there will be fruit. But the Bible says this, his word will not return to him empty. His word will not return to him empty. And when God sends out his word, whether through missions, whether through you in your home, in your, in your community, it will not return empty. And so here I am standing before you. As I said, there's thousands upon thousands upon thousands upon thousands of lives that have been impacted because of churches like Woodlake have sent missionaries. You guys have supported Gary and Wilma. You guys have supported other missionaries. I am standing here as a representation of the fruit of that. Now, I am convinced there is much better looking fruit back in Ireland. So I am so sorry that I get to represent because there is better looking fruit back there. But you have me. And I just want to say thank you. And this is why I'm so privileged, Pastor Jamie, to be able to come here this morning to say thank you. From the bottom of my heart, from St. Mark's Church, from Ireland, from Dublin, to say thank you, thank you, thank you for bridge builders. Thank you for missions. Thank you for sowing. Thank you for giving. Thank you for supporting. Thank you for praying. Because if it wasn't for men and women like you, there wouldn't, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't have, Gary and Wilma wouldn't have come over. They wouldn't have shared the good news. They wouldn't have had opportunities to bring the gospel. They wouldn't have been there to tell us that Jesus loved us. I grew up in what was considered a Christian country. I went to a Christian British school. I, I want to tell you, not once in that Christian British school was I told that God loved me. Not once was I told that, uh, that about the Bible. I mean, it's just the priests read the Bible. That's not for you. Never once was I encouraged that God had a plan and a purpose for my life. But a missionary couple from the, the back end of nowhere in Oklahoma. <laughs> they went, honestly, Hayward, boom, it's gone. I love how God chooses the insignificant. And, and I believe there's people here and you feel you're insignificant, but God has an amazing plan and purpose for your life. God has something more significant than you can. This is what the Bible says, that he can do immeasurably more than we can even hope or we can even ask or imagine. Pastor Jim, I know you can imagine great things for your church. God can do immeasurably more than you can even imagine. And, and, and he has great dreams for this church. God can do immeasurably more than you can even ask or imagine through Christ Jesus our Lord. So go rev me amalgot. Thank you. That's Irish for thank you. It genuinely is Irish for thank you. I was Shannon, that's, that's an inside joke. Go rev mahagut, go rev mahagut, go rev mahagut. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm going to ask the worship team to come back and they're going to help me close. And uh, I, I just want to, I, I want to pray a prayer over you guys. It's St. Patrick's weekend and uh, there's a great prayer that St. Patrick prayed. It's called the, uh, the breast pay, breast plate of St. Patrick. And Patrick prayed this in the, um, in, in the like he, he prayed, I, like may I arise today through God's strength to pile me. I want to pray it over you. So I'm going to pray it over you guys. And I want to ask everyone, could we stand in this place? And I want to pray this over you. Um, and then I'll bring this time together uh, to a close. Woodlake Church, 
May you arise today through God's strength to pilot you, God's might to uphold you, God's wisdom to guide you, God's eye to look before you, God's ear to hear you, God's word to speak for you, God's hands to guard you, God's way to lie before you, God's shield to protect you, God's host to save you, afar and anear, alone or in multitude. May Christ shield you today against wounding. May Christ be with you. May Christ be before you. May Christ be behind you. May Christ be in you. May Christ be beneath you. May Christ be above you. May Christ be on your right and Christ on your left. May Christ be when you lie down and Christ when you sit down. May Christ be in the heart of everyone who thinks of you and Christ in the mouth of everyone who speaks of you. May Christ be in the eye that sees you and Christ in the ear that hears you. Woodlake Church, may you arise today through the mighty strength of the Lord of all creation. Guys, as we're standing here in this place, I just feel and I've felt this all morning that I would give you an opportunity. The Apostle Paul to the church in Corinth, he said this, he said, I implore you on Christ's behalf to be reconciled to God. It would be so wrong of me not to give an invitation on this Mission Sunday for people here. And you may, you may feel, I don't know Jesus. I, 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 you may be coming to church. You may be in that bracket where you're coming to church, but you know the rest of the week you're living for yourself and there's something in you that hates that about you and you want to go, do you know, Jesus, I want to be all in for you. I want to, and, and the Apostle Paul, he used these words. He basically said, I beg you. And, and, and honestly, if I didn't have such dodgy knees, I would get on my knees and I would beg you to be reconciled to God. I don't know where you're at. I don't know anyone in this place apart from a handful of people. And so I want to implore you. I want to beg you. Be reconciled to God through Christ Jesus our Lord. We sung it earlier on about the blood that was shed. We sung it earlier. The, the, the scripture says this. For the joy that was set before him. He endured the cross. Scorning its shame. Do you know what I love about that? That, that the word scorn means hate. Do you know God hates shame? And some of us are carrying shame in this place. God hates the fact that you are walking with shame because it's weighing you down. And there may be stuff that you've done. I've done stuff. I've hurt people. I've abused people. I've, I've hurt my own mom. I've done stuff. But God lifts shame off me. He is the lifter of shame because he doesn't want you walking with shame or guilt. He's nailed it to the cross. And I want to encourage you today that you can come to Jesus, you can come into that living relationship and he can transform your life forever and ever. So I just want everyone to close their eyes for a moment. And the reason I'm asking you to close your eyes is just to make this between you and God. This is a moment just for you and God. And I want you to, if you're here and you're like, Des, I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to, I want to walk with him. I don't want to just be in here on a Sunday. I want to talk with him. I, I, want to, I, I don't want to hear about God anymore. I want to hear God. I just want you to lift up your hand. And I want to pray for you. You're like, I want, I want a real a living, everyday relationship with Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Not only does God see your hand lifted, God sees your heart. God sees your heart, your hunger for him. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. 
You've tried to fill your life with so much, but your life is going to be filled with the goodness of God and the mercy of God. Let's pray this prayer together. Dear Lord Jesus, I thank you for dying on the cross for me. I repent of all of my sin, all of my wrongdoing, and I turn back towards you, God. Lord, I pray that you would fill me with your Holy Spirit. Help me to walk with you daily. And allow me to see the plan and purpose you have for my life. Amen. Amen. At Woodlake Church, our passion is to help you connect with God, find your sweet spot in ministry, and grow in your faith. Everyone is welcome at Woodlake. If you've never been to church before in your life, or if you're a lifelong Christian, Woodlake is a place where you can experience real and lasting spiritual growth. Music is upbeat. The messages are straight from God's Word. They're very practical. We also have great programs for infants through 12th grade. I mean, we have something for everyone. Come check us out this weekend. I promise you'll be glad you did.